0: Yesterday on the pod, we talked about Michigan's primary results. Trump and Biden were predicted to win in Michigan, which they did. But that wasn't the only development in this primary. More than 13% of people who voted on the Democratic primary ballot voted uncommitted. That's more than 100,000 people, which was enough votes to award a couple delegates at the Democratic National Convention to Uncommitted. And
1: why did so many people vote Uncommitted? We have political power that we can leverage to get a ceasefire and hopefully save lives. These voters want a
0: permanent ceasefire to put an end to the five-month-long U.S.-backed Israeli bombardment and siege of Palestine. Today we're going to hear again from the organizers behind Vote Uncommitted. Now that their primary strategy was successful, what's next? This is Stateside. I'm Laura Webber Davis. Layla Alabed is the campaign manager for Listen to Michigan, and Abbas Elawieh is the political strategist and spokesman. And Layla said, while she was surprised by how sharply they organized their campaign, she wasn't surprised by the numbers.
1: We know that so many uh, voters, so many of the ceasefire coalition is throughout the United States. This is a huge movement that started way before Listen to Michigan. So we know that this this campaign was part of a larger movement. What do you what do you make of the results? What do you hear or see or read in a
0: larger context when you see those numbers?
2: So I think the results tell us that there are over 100,000 people in Michigan who have decided to lean into our own power in a moment when there is another side, unfortunately, that is pro war that seems to have outsized influence. In DC, because there are people in our country who profit off of every additional bomb that is dropped and every additional child that is killed. There are people on that side who are wielding power, but we, Michiganders, who come together and engage our, in our democratic process and refuse to be alienated or disillusioned to the point of not showing up at the ballot box, we've come together and said, we have a movement that is strong and that is growing and that is that is explicitly anti-war, pro-democracy, and pro-Palestinian. That is huge especially when you consider that people try to malign this movement and say oh well it's just you know and they'll use racist tropes unfortunately and say oh it's just it's just some angry angry arabs and muslims who are who, who are causing some trouble let's let's look at the numbers this demonstrates that our movement is a movement of that is uh you know like our own listen to michigan campaign it's led by Voters of conscience is led by uh, young people, importantly, insisting that we have a future uh, for our country and for the Democratic Party, importantly, that is anti-war, pro-peace and, and pro-humanity.
0: Now, the Biden administration or, or President Biden put out a statement about the results but didn't acknowledge the uncommitted vote directly. What was your take on, on that lack of acknowledgement? And do you think that it the message was heard regardless of whether they said anything?
2: You know, I I think we saw the president put out a very lengthy statement last night, a statement that, you know, was so lengthy and ignored and, and tried its best to ignore an elephant in the room that although the elephant in the room that was the uncommitted vote that was for peace and against war wasn't acknowledged in his words, it was acknowledged by the fact that his statement was so long and explicitly didn't acknowledge this vote. My advice to President Biden would be, this is a state where you need every vote that you can get if you're going to win in November, if we're going to be successful in preventing Donald Trump and his white supremacist buddies from getting back into the Oval Office. So do not ignore our movement. Do not malign our movement. Unfortunately, the fact that the president failed to acknowledge the more than 100,000 Democratic primary voters who showed up to the ballot box to send him a pro-peace, anti-war message, the fact that he did not acknowledge Acknowledge us in his statement, I believe, is yet another misstep that is consistent with the White House calling ceasefire advocates early on, quote unquote, repugnant, consistent with the misstep that, you know, senior Biden officials acknowledged in a a meeting that I I happened to be in uh, just a few weeks ago when President Biden failed to acknowledge uh, the value of Palestinian lives in his 100-day statement. And it seems like President Biden and the people around him are continuing down this path of missteps. We would encourage them to embrace the base. the, The center of our party has moved on Palestine. And we demonstrated that with the vote here in Michigan President Biden is someone who's demonstrated that he's willing to move when the party moves. It's time to move, Mr. President.
0: So Dearborn specifically really showed up for this cause with more than 50 percent of the Democratic vote selecting uncommitted. And this is a Democratic stronghold. Do you think that you have the attention of the Democratic
1: Party, whether it's in the state, if not the Biden administration? Yeah, I think that just looking at the numbers across, not just in Dearborn, but in, in Hamtramck, that had a little over 61% of the uncommitted vote. Dearborn Heights, 47%. And then the other cities like Canton, Allen Park, Garden City, Plymouth, these are all cities that did either over 15% or at 15% using the Democratic ballot to say we are uncommitted to Joe Biden's re-election. We put the same question to the Democratic Party as we put to Joe Biden that You need to listen to your core constituency. These are members of your party that are voting using the vehicle of the Democratic ballot to vote uncommitted. We definitely need to be paid attention to from our own party and from the president and his administration.
0: We need to take a quick break. More in a minute.
2: Support for Michigan Public's stateside podcast comes from Lake Trust Credit Union, working to empower financial well-being for Michigan consumers, businesses, and communities. Committed to financial solutions and advice to support people and families. More information at laketrust.org.
0: Support for the stateside podcast comes from Kalamazoo College, offering a personalized education that combines critical thinking, curiosity, and creativity. Committed to preparing students for meaningful careers that make a positive impact on the world. More at kzoo.edu. I think when we talk about people who chose to vote uncommitted, there's also this subset of folks that might have otherwise chosen to stay home. Folks that maybe said, you know... To heck with this. I don't feel represented in these candidates and I'm just not going to vote. When you look at the results from the primary, do you see this as an example of democracy and political participation working?
1: Yeah, 100 percent. We gave the option to voters not to stay at home. Um, The other option, instead of having to choose between the lesser of two evils or for a candidate that they couldn't see themselves putting their support behind, We Listen to Michigan offered the strategy of using the option to use uncommitted as a protest vote, as a humanitarian vote, instead of just sitting at home and doing nothing. In many ways, the
0: the election for president is a binary choice. How do you approach the next few months if the presumptive choices are unsatisfactory to you and the larger community of voters who agree with you?
2: I think, you know, the interesting thing about Listen to Michigan, and I think we've discussed this before, is that this is a campaign that comes out of the historic levels of anti-war organizing that we're seeing in our country. Our focus with this campaign has been are two central demands that we've reiterated to this administration over and over again. The first is that the president who wields a ton of power has to come out publicly and call for a permanent lasting ceasefire. He needs to do that in a serious manner, not while he's eating an ice cream cone and happens to mention that, oh, my advisors mentioned it to me uh, recently. No, no, this has to be an intentional decision. The other thing is that the president needs to stop funding the Israeli military's war crimes. And any any suggestion that oh the the president's hands are tied on this is quite frankly disingenuous. The president has authorized the tr- the transfer without congressional approval multiple times of of deadly weapons that are that are helping inflict the mass killing of children and of innocents. There is so much that the president can do. And our focus right now. Has been, will continue to be, stopping the war, stopping the killing. Stop killing our families. Stop killing our families. Let's 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 address that that ongoing, deeply painful trauma that's being inflicted. Let's address that, and then turn our atten- attention to November. Our focus is going to continue being achieving a permanent ceasefire as soon as humanly possible, so that the killing can stop.
0: When you look at the convention that's going to come up in the summer, um, you do have a couple delegates now that you can use to leverage some amount of power, some voice to have on the convention floor. And while it might not sway the overall tally from that Democratic convention, certainly I'd imagine that you could find a way that you're exploring to... Um, spend that political capital? Is there a a consideration for lobbying for an alternative candidate at the convention?
2: I mean, it, it really feels up in the air what happens at the convention, you know, with so many different scenarios being thrown around. What is certainly clear now as a result of voters in Michigan growing our political power against war and for peace is that we'll have at least two delegates at that convention with an explicitly pro-peace anti-war message that in and of itself is a victory for our state is a victory for voters of conscience who want a different approach who want to stop the mass killing of palestinians using our taxpayer funds i think that in and of itself is a victory hopefully on the long road to towards moving our democratic party especially and our national politics out, out and away from the, uh, the the pro-war place um, that it has been dragged to.
1: I think one thing we would just stress is that this is not an Arab American and Muslim American movement. It is much bigger than that. And I think from the numbers that we saw throughout Michigan in Washtenaw County and Oakland County and Macomb County and Wayne County, the voters that came out and vote uncommitted We're very reflective of our America, of folks of different backgrounds, of different faiths, of different ethnicities, um, all coming out a part of the anti-war movement and telling this resounding message to Joe Biden that we need a change, of course, and we need a ceasefire. Thank you, guys. I really appreciate you
0: uh, making time for us this afternoon. It means a lot. And that's the Stateside Podcast for today. I'm Laura Weber-Davis. You can find the full Stateside show at michiganpublic.org. Today's episode was produced by Rachel Ishikawa. Other producers on our show are Mike Blank, Ronia Cabanzag, Mercedes Mejia, and April Van Buren. Our intern is Olivia Meradian. I'm Laura Weber-Davis. Thanks so much for listening. Bye-bye.